Hi, this is David Ford. Over the years, I've built online businesses and taught thousands of students how to do the same. I'm here to help you build a successful online business that will stand the test of time. I can't teach you any secrets because there aren't any. If you're willing to put in the work, I can show you how to build something that produces income for years to come. Hey everybody, this is David. Welcome to the AF Playbook Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about choosing your social media strategy and how you decide what networks you want to focus on. Um, the difficult thing about deciding on a social media strategy is that there are so many different networks out there and it's kind of difficult to decide, okay, do I need to be on all of them? Are there certain ones I should focus on? Uh, do I need to cover a lot of the little ones? So that's what I'm going to talk about in this episode today. So first, why do you need a social presence? Well, there's a few reasons. One, basically to get traffic, obviously. You want to reach more of your uh, readers or customers. But the other reason is that you kind of just need a social presence to look like an actual legitimate business. Not that you're not, but you know, if you were researching a company or say you were going to buy something from a company you never heard of and you might go check their social media and if they don't have any, that would be a little weird in this day and age. I mean, almost every business has some kind of social presence, even if it's just a Twitter account or something. So it adds um, a lot of legitimacy to whatever kind of business you're doing. And so those two things make up kind of the main reasons you want to uh, focus on social media in addition to other ways that you generate traffic. So going back to which networks to choose, it's better, in my opinion, to have fewer accounts that are active than to try to be on every single network out there. The problem is you try to, you know, be on every network and you try to keep up that strategy, but things fall through the cracks and the next thing you know, you've neglected, you know, several networks. They haven't been updated in a while. And then that doesn't really look good when someone goes to, you know, research your brand or your, your company or your site. And they see that, you know, your Facebook page, the last update was in 2012 or something, you know, that makes you kind of wonder if the website is actually still active and, uh, you know, is this like a legitimate thing? So that's why I think it's a lot better if you have fewer accounts that you actually do update regularly. But with all the choices out there, how do you choose what those few networks would be? I'm going to run down kind of the main social networks that you would probably be on and talk about those just a little bit and what you would do with those and the little ones and tell you how to decide which one's the best for your business. Before we get into deciding and researching uh, what network is best for your business, I'll just run through some of the bigger networks out there. So Facebook, obviously everybody knows. Um, on Facebook, you have the choice of doing a Facebook page and or a Facebook group. Um, Facebook pages have fairly low organic reach. That means if you have, you know, a thousand people that follow your page and you post an update, only a very small percentage of people are actually going to see that. Um, if you, you know, buy ads or pay for it, then more people will. 
but just organic reach is really low. Groups, the organic reach on them is a little bit better, but there is a big trade-off. Uh, they can take a lot of time with admin duties and you know approving members and moderating and stuff like that. So they're not always a better choice even though the reach is higher it's really something you just have to decide on a you know project by project basis personally i would just start out with a facebook page uh, and leave the group for later you know if you think that it would be something beneficial in terms of demographics i don't worry about that too much with social networks and i'll explain why in a minute but the main reason is because i don't really care if you know my user is a 35 year old female that you know is in the finance sector or something some you know sometimes demographics are good like that but i really just care you know the people that are interested in my niche what network do they congregate at another reason i think it's a really good idea just to focus on a a few select networks is that depending on your niche and what your site or business is, most of your audience is going to kind of cluster on one network, usually. Not always, but there's usually almost always one network, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that the audience of your site or business is on. And just a quick note about demographics. I don't really focus on demographics so much. Um, for certain situations, it's good to know, and it is interesting. It gives you a little bit of insight. Really, bottom line, all I care about is where is my audience? So if I have a site about, you know, vegan cooking, okay, that's great. Where do those people go to get their information? That's the valuable thing. I don't really care if they're a 35-year-old female or an 89-year-old male. I don't care about their income level. I really just care about where people that are interested in that topic go. There are times where demographics are a little bit more important, but for what I'm talking about here, uh, in my opinion anyway, not so much. Next is Twitter, which is, you know, a household name. Everybody knows Twitter. It's really hit and miss. It really depends on the niche. Uh, some niches are good there. Some just flop. I personally have not had a lot of success with Twitter, but I know people in the same niches that, you know, I have sites and projects in that do really well. So I wouldn't really write off Twitter, but it would be kind of on the bottom of the networks that I would look at or the ones that I would expect to drive the most uh, traffic and conversions or sales from. Then we have Pinterest, which is a really good traffic source for a lot of sites and a lot of types of businesses. Uh, they have 300 million people worldwide. It's, you know, used by a lot of people. The interesting thing about Pinterest is a lot of people think about it the wrong way. It's not technically a social network. It's a visual search engine. And this isn't something I made up. You can listen to webinars that the um, Pinterest people do and they'll talk about this. That's really what it is. It's people searching instead of they're searching keywords but instead of looking finding articles you know they're looking for images images that link to posts obviously for most people if i did speak very generally 
Pinterest is probably the relatively easiest and most straightforward way to get traffic right now. It does depend on the site niche, but Pinterest is one of the few sources uh, or a few networks. And again, I know I said it wasn't a social network, but it kind of gets lumped in with those. So that's where I include it when I'm talking about social media. More women than men use Pinterest by a pretty good margin, but the male segment is growing. There's a lot more male users using Pinterest for different things. I found that a lot of niches can work there. There's very few niches that I would say don't work there. And they would be something that maybe is more academic or I don't know, it's it's not visually focused at all. Most businesses or sites or niches that I can think of do have a visual component to them. You want to see the product or you want to see an inspiring photo, something like that. Um, so again, very few niches that I would say don't work for Pinterest. Instagram is a network that is very focused on visuals. So any niche that that has a strong visual component like cooking, fashion, travel, makeup, any niche that people want to see pictures of, um, that's really what drives Instagram and really what does well there. Instagram is kind of interesting in that it's not going to drive a lot of traffic to your site. There's a few reasons for that, but mostly it has to do with not being able to link your post directly to uh, your site. You usually have to do it from your profile. They're testing and changing that a little bit right now. So depending on when you're listening to this podcast, that might not be the case. But Instagram doesn't seem to be really good, at least in my experience, for getting people off the site and then onto my site. What it is good for, though, is building up um, an audience and then eventually you can do promotions or, you know, you can do something that will with the aim of driving traffic to your site, but it doesn't really work until you have a really big following. The other thing that you can do on Instagram, though, is not even really connected to your site. You know, if you say you're in the vegan cooking niche, we'll take that for example, and you have a an authority site on it or a recipe site, but you also have this Instagram account that you have a lot of different followers. But say you also have this Instagram account with tons of followers. You can do promotions on there. And if you have an Instagram account with a lot of followers, advertisers will contact you and sometimes they'll want to do a promotion, you know, the whole influencer thing. Uh, so that can work really well for Instagram and that to me is a good reason to do it. It's also um, a fairly easy thing to do if you're already doing Pinterest or even Facebook or something you're making graphics for. So Instagram, I kind of always include in my sites, even though I don't expect it to do a whole lot for me for, for a while. YouTube is obviously a huge social network uh, and a giant traffic source. And it can be really good, but only if you have a good plan for what you're going to do on the platform and you're willing to put in a lot of work for a long time without reaping any reward for a while. 
it's not uncommon at all to see YouTubers having to put in, you know, uh, up to a year or even more of really consistent work before you really start gaining traction. Not like, you know, you're making $0 until day 365 and then the floodgates open, but it's just a really slow going process until you get to that point. And even then it's kind of like Instagram where you're not necessarily going to drive a lot of traffic to your site, but it does bring a lot of exposure that's kind of hard to measure because um, sometimes someone you know might see you on YouTube, but they don't click YouTube to get to your site or you know look at your product. And then later they come and they see you or your product or your site and they go, oh yeah, I remember I saw them on YouTube. So I think it is good for kind of like having a presence, but I would only commit to it if it's something you're going to be really serious about. I'll also quickly mention LinkedIn just because it can be really good if you are in some kind of niche that's business to business focused. You know, do you need to network, find investors, companies to work or do collaboration with? Basically, if LinkedIn would be a good network for you, you probably already know it. And then what about all the smaller networks? They're not small, but smaller compared to the ones we've talked about, like Snapchat or TikTok or all the other ones up and coming. Those are okay, but those are usually used if you have like a really specific site or niche. Um, basically, if that would be a good a social network to be on, you'll probably already know it because you, that's maybe was how you were introduced to the niche or it's where you go to get information or whatever. They're generally not the big traffic drivers or, you know, really good for building any kind of lasting thing. Not that they're not bad. I mean, I know people that do really well with them, but it's again, just really on a select basis based on what your, your niche is in your business. Let's get into how to research and figure out which one of these networks or multiple networks that you want to focus on. So first think about your demographic. I know I said ignore demographics, but I'm using a really basic version of the word demographic. Don't worry about the technical stuff like age and stuff. Just think like, is this something your mom would read? Or is it something more like a friend would read or something someone younger than you would? Read? You don't always have to think about this, but sometimes it's just a really easy way to eliminate a network. If my site was something that people my grandma's age would be reading, I know I'm probably not going to have much luck on TikTok or something. So usually those things are, are really obvious, but it is a good way to eliminate stuff um, right away. I wouldn't eliminate anything without going through a few more of these strategies that I'll share with you though. Think about what your goal with social media is. You know, are you just doing it because you heard you're supposed to? Are you trying to build an audience there that's going to drive traffic to your site? Or are you trying to become an influencer and sell ads that way? Are you trying to drive leads or sell courses? Uh, there's a lot of different goals that you can have, you know, and that somewhat determines which social network you might want to go for. One thing to keep in mind with those goals is that you're going to see big advertisers on there or larger companies. Uh, we have very different metrics that we use versus them. So we have, compared to them at least, a somewhat limited budget. Bigger companies that have, you know, a big marketing budget, 
they often focus on branding, which is just, you know, getting a lot of people to see and remember your brand. It'd be difficult to get a precise ROI or other metric like that from it. But for their purposes, that's not really what they're measuring. They're just, you know, wanting to grow the brand, essentially. We're wanting to do that same thing, but to a much smaller degree. And we do care more about metrics because we don't have these large budgets. We have to make the most use of our advertising time or money. So we're going to be more focused on metrics like driving conversions or, you know, getting opt-ins or growing traffic, something that we can see and measure the effect that our strategies are having and see if it's worth our time to continue. So to get down to the research part, really the best research is just doing some good old fashioned legwork. There's not a trick to it. There's nothing overly technical that you have to do, but I'll tell you what I do and it is pretty foolproof, although I don't guarantee that. Um, here's what I would do. Take a bunch of sites, you know, Google keywords in your that are in your niche and find a bunch of the bigger sites, but also sites that would be more competitors to yours. Maybe there are other affiliate sites or there are other, you know, blogs or small e-commerce stores and get a number of those um, kind of to have on hand and look at their social strategies. Look at what networks they're on. Go to their Facebook pages, their Twitter accounts. Usually you can find these by scrolling to the bottom of their homepage, you know, whether it's a site or a company and they'll usually have a link to that and see how active those networks are, you know, um, also see how engaged they are. So for example, they might be updating Facebook every day, but are they getting like one like or one comment every once in a while, or is it really active and the audience is really engaged? I do want to say though, that there can be a lot of variation within a niche. So in the same niche, you might have one site or company that does really well with Facebook and another that, you know, their Facebook strategy is almost non-existent or they just don't have a following. So there often is some similarities between sites in the same niche, but keep an eye out for that too. Um, basically, if you see, you know, a few sites or competitors that are having success on a social network, but the rest of them you find are not, that might be a reason to investigate that social network a little more before you write it off. While you're doing this research, I would install the similar web browser extension. You can install it for Chrome. I believe Firefox also probably. And what it does is you go to a site, you know, one of the competitors that I mentioned, uh, and you click on the extension and it'll show you what social networks are sending traffic to that site. Uh, what percentage of their traffic is coming from social networks and do the same thing for a number of sites. So you kind of get an idea of, Hey, in this niche, it seems like a lot of these sites are getting, you know, social traffic from Pinterest or something, for example. Also look at the referral section. That's going to show where people are before they come to the site and after they leave the site. So you'll be able to see, you know, for a site, a, people land on that site. This, these are the sites they're on before that. These are the sites they go after that. So that can be a way to find other competitors, but also just kind of get an idea of what your audience is doing. 
You can also use the Alexa toolbar or just the site. Uh, it'll give you some of the same information that SimilarWeb will. Uh, it's just another way to kind of look at it. Sometimes the data will be a little bit different. Again, we're not going for really precise, exact things here. We just want to get an idea of where our audience hangs out. Another cool trick you can do is look for sites media kits. These are generally something that bigger sites um, provide when an advertiser comes. Um, they'll say, hey, can we have your media kit, which contains usually like followers on social media or how many monthly visits they have or their email list. Uh, each one's a little bit different, but it's kind of a way for an advertiser to evaluate, hey, do we want to buy ads on this site or not? But that can be really good for you because you can see, you know, how much traffic they're getting from these different places. It's not like a secret, obviously. And sometimes they're going to, you know, I don't want to say they're going to fudge the numbers, but it's like a resume. You want to, you know, make yourself look good. So don't take the numbers for exact things. Again, just a, an indication of where they're doing really well. You can also do some research on Reddit or forums in your niche. Just Google for some keywords related to your niche and forums or if see if there's a subreddit and just read for a while and see where people are linking to you know on on forums and reddit people are all are will be talking about something and they'll say oh you know check this out and link to it so see if they're linking mostly to websites or are they linking to stuff on facebook or twitter that might give you a good indication of where your audience is Although you don't need paid tools at all to do this, there are a couple that are kind of interesting to play around with. The first is BuzzSumo, which is really good. It's also really expensive for what you get. I think the entry price or the lowest price is like $100 a month. So it's not really cheap as an ongoing thing, but it shows you, it'll show you, um, you search keywords and it'll show you articles and how many Twitter shares or Facebook shares they got or how much um, they're getting repinned on Pinterest. So that can be a good indication and a quick way of seeing um, where your niche is getting a lot of engagement. BuzzSumo, I think they do give you some free searches first, so you can you know do a few and check it out. Uh, I don't recommend uh, subscribing to BuzzSumo just for this because it's not gonna give you super secret information you can't get anywhere else. Uh, a cheaper alternative is Social Animal. It is kind of like a, a cheaper version of BuzzSumo, really. I haven't compared them extensively head-to-head, -head, so I can't really say if BuzzSumo is a lot better than Social Animal or not. But it's another one to check out, and I believe they might have a free trial. So you can check those out. But really, just doing some legwork on your own and figuring out where your niche is. Um, pay attention to also to where your niche is not, you know, so if you see a bunch of Facebook groups in your niche, but you're really struggling to find a lot of activity on Twitter, you know, that might mean Twitter's not really a great place for your site or company to, you know, have a presence. The final thing I did want to mention is even if you're not going to be on every social network, it does make sense to at least grab the um, name. So if we'll use Aft Playbook for an example, 
if you're just starting that site, you would want to grab the Twitter handle, uh, you know, the Facebook vanity URL, even if you weren't going to use it at least right away, just so you have it and someone else can't, you know, grab it down the road. You never know what's going to happen. I wouldn't necessarily put something on those accounts, but just have them is good practice. So I hope that gives you some good ideas of how to figure out where you should spend your time on social media. Again, I think it's a lot better to do one or two sites where you can update regularly and be really engaged with the audience versus, you know, just trying to have all these accounts just for the sake of having them. It's not really going to do you, it's not really going to benefit you to, you know, be spread too thin. If you have any questions, you can always reach me at david at affplaybook.com. You can also find me on Twitter at affplaybook or on Facebook. And be sure to check out the blog at affplaybook.com slash blog, where we post a lot of updates and case studies. That's it. Until next time, I hope you're doing well, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Aff Playbook podcast. Visit affplaybook.com slash blog for show notes and subscribe to get notified about new episodes. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen. I would greatly appreciate it.